Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Uh, it's just some strange things are going on. And I ministered to you the last time I believe I had the privilege of standing before you. I talked about power shift. About power shift. And today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to continue in that vein somewhat about the shift is on. The shift is, is on. Just before I put up my nuggets, God, I pray today that uh, all of the people around the world who have joined in today, I pray that they would have ears to hear and eyes to see. And it is vitally important today that they would have a heart to understand. Speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit of God, reveal to us the times in which we're living. What is really happening? And what is next on your agenda? That we might be as a people of God prepared to walk into this and take advantage of this fresh new thing that you're doing in the earth. Uh, Minister Rollins said in his poem, he said that uh, we were no longer for sale. And uh, there was another part in his poem that talked about if, 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 the, if those who were in authority were honest in their writings of history, then perhaps the books that have already been written wouldn't be able to contain all of the positive things that people of color has, has done in, in this country. And so as he was speaking, I was back there thinking and listening and thinking and listening and thinking. And I couldn't help but think about a point that I shared with you about God determines. Oh, Jesus. God determines where people will live. God determines. So if God determines where people will live, hear me, people of color in this country, particularly African-Americans, it is God. Oh, Jesus. You see, it is God who determines where people will live. And so you as African-Americans in the heart and mind of God, it is not an accident that you're in this nation. And it is clear that it was not in the heart and the mind of God for you to ultimately always be a slave. Because if it was in the heart of God for you as African Americans being in America that you would always be slaves, then you would be slaves today. Though you started out as a slave, blessed be Jesus, you shall not end as a slave. 
Though you started out with nothing, you will not end with your pockets empty. And so we won't turn there, but as he was speaking upon my mind, went to Genesis 37 about Joseph and how God promised how he's going to bless him. But he wound up being sold into slavery, just like African-Americans. They were sold into slavery by their brothers. Ooh, Jesus. And just like Joseph, they took Joseph into a foreign land. Africans that were in Africa, particularly West Africa, who found themselves in the West Indies and in America and in South America, we were taken to a far land just like Joseph. They took us to a place that we did not know and did not speak the language, just like Joseph. And Joseph in a strange land, but trying to be integral in his operations, he wound up in prison. And just like a lot of African-Americans today, they're in prison. But no one winds up in a land unless God chooses. God chooses where a people will be to fulfill his purpose and to fulfill his plan. And as painful and as ungodly and as inhumane and as cruel as slavery was. Oh, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But it was in God's plan. And just like God told Joseph that he was going to bless him, it was in God's plan that Joseph would go into slavery. But it was it was in him going into slavery that put him in the right position of blessing that God had predestined for his life. And so God took Joseph from his people. Because the time would come that God would bless his people through the transition of Joseph. And maybe, just maybe, maybe we're embarking upon a time when Joseph, the brothers and the sisters who sold us into slavery from Africa, maybe God is positioning us as African Americans like he did Joseph. Because there is a famine in the land. And because of the wisdom that God had imparted to Joseph, the people were preserved, including his family. You, you better hear me. Hear me think that God, God is the one who determines where people, where people will live. Oh, Jesus. And so when you study scripture, you can see a, a undeniable parallel between the journey of Joseph and the journey of African-Americans. There are so many similarities. And if Joseph ended up on top, help me, Jesus. From the pit, from prison to the palace. If these parallels hold true, 
then part of the, the change that we are experiencing and the shifting that we are experiencing, it, you can see little inclinations of people who were at the bottom are starting to float to the top. And uh, they're in the White House now. No, 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 not just janitors and maids. They were talking about uh, when the people charged the Capitol building and, and tore it up and, and uh, you know, did all kinds of things inside the building. And it was people of color who had to come in behind these white radicals and clean the Capitol building up. But, but I, I want you to know that there are more than just clean up people of color in the Capitol building now. And there's going to be more cleaning up than just the Capitol building. And, and it's, it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. This word you keep hearing over and over in the secular about equality, equity, equity, and equality, equity, uh, places where there was not equity. They're, they're, they're going to pass uh, laws and, and resolutions to, to make things more equitable. And I want you to know that this is not an accident. These things are being discussed and talked about and debated because the power is shifting. And the shift is on. I got a few things I want to say, but I better go ahead and give my, I think I got a few power. Uh, I got a little few nuggets that I wanted to share today. Go, go ahead and give me nugget number one. Somebody said, we don't even know who's preaching. They need, I don't even know his name. It's not important right now. Change isn't the enemy. Fear is. Say it with me. Change isn't the enemy. Fear is. Nugget number two, please. Ref, refusing to accept change, we limit ourselves. Oh, Jesus. Touch three people and tell them, say, hey, get ready to change. Yeah, get ready to change. Be willing to change. Be ready to change. Embrace the change. Put the nugget back up, please. Be willing to change. Be ready to change. Let's read it again. Refusing to accept change, we limit ourselves. Nugget number three. Nugget number three. Was that nugget number three? Nugget number three, prepare for the shift. Prepare for the shift. Nugget number four. The shift must take place on what? On three levels or three planes. So this shift that, that we can't stop, it's already happening. The, the, the shift is on. But this shift must take place on three planes for it to be successfully initiated. It must take place on three levels or what I call three planes. Now, let, let me back up for a moment. And then we will deal with this about the shift is on. Turn, if you would, your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians 
chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I greet you all in the wonderful name of the Lord. Boy, this is it's just simply a wonderful time to be alive. Because so many things are unfolding in our generation. Man, I'm, I'm seeing things and witnessing things that I never dreamed that I would see, but, it, but it's happening. And it seems to be happening in an accelerated rate, perhaps because Jesus is coming soon. Are you in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number, number what? Number two? Chapter number two? Look at together at verse, oh my, verse number nine. But as it is written, Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor have it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared uh, for those who, who, who love him. So there's some things that God has prepared for you and I that, that your eyes can't conceive it and your ears can't hear it. But nonetheless, God has prepared it for us. And the Bible says that by the Holy Spirit, we will be able to capitalize on these things that the eyes can't see, nor the ears can hear. But by his spirit, we're going to know what to do at this hour. We're going to know where to do it and how to do it. Can somebody say amen? Now, I talked about Joseph. Oh, God, help me, Holy Spirit. Because I don't want to offend anybody. And as I've already said, that slavery was an evil thing. Oh, do you agree with that? Yes. Do, you, do you agree with that? Slavery, oh my, help me, Jesus. Slavery was an evil thing, but it was a necessary thing. Because without slavery, particularly African Americans would not be on this continent. It was through slavery that has produced us in this country called America. That's why we're here today, because of slavery. And so slavery was an evil thing, yes, but it was a necessary thing because God determined where a people will live. And African-Americans who live in America, I want you to know that it is not an accident that you're in America. Jesus, there's a reason why you're in America. Go, go to Isaiah. Man, I'm really getting off now. Look, go to Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter 45, I believe. Go to Isaiah chapter, chapter 45. This, this is going to help you. Remember now, I said, God, uh, God decides where a people will live. Who decides? Yeah, yeah, you didn't decide. God decides uh, where a people will live. Are you in Isaiah chapter 45? Man, this is, this is going to be revelation to many of you. Look at this. Verse 14. The labor of Egypt. And merchandise of Cush offspring. L look at this. The labor of Egypt. And merchandise of who? 
of Cush and of the Sabians, men of stature. Men of men, Cush, men of, or Sabians, men of stature. These are, are tall, dark-skinned men. Cush means dark skin. Cush means dark skin. And notice that Cush and the Sabians men of stature, dark skin, tall, dark skinned people shall come over to you and they shall be yours. They shall walk behind you. They shall come over in chains. God is the one who determines where a people will live to fulfill his own divine purpose. Are you listening to me? Notice that these dark-skinned people shall come over to you. We came over, we served the people. And they shall be yours. They bought us as merchandise. They shall walk behind you. We couldn't even look them in the eye. You certainly couldn't walk in front of the master. They shall come over in chains. And they shall bow down to you. They will make supplications to you saying, surely God is in you and there is no other. There is no other God. And so through the, listen now, through the passage of slavery, the slaves came into the knowledge of the true living God. We were worshiping idols and involved in witchcraft and divination in our search for God. And even though slavery was an evil thing, God still used it for his glory. As a result of slavery, we came into the knowledge of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And not only did we come into the knowledge of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we have sent missionaries back to Africa. Oh, Jesus. I said, oh, Jesus. So I just want you to know that everything, and I've shared this in a message prior to this, that everything in your past, good and bad, have set you up for what God is about to do next in your life. Oh, Jesus. Can somebody say amen to this truth? Look at uh, 1 Corinthians again. My time is almost gone, so I need to hurry up. There's so much I want to say to you. But I just want you to know that you're not an accident. And you're not an accident that you're descendants of slaves. Mm -hmm. It was your forefathers and foremothers crying out to the true and living God that has put us today in the position that we're in today. And the position because of their prayers have put us in the White House and in Congress and in the Senate and mayors and governors. And leaders in the community. And as a result of their prayers. Because the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous. Shall get the job done. 
Are you listening to me? And all of their prayers have not been answered. That's why we're next in line for the answer to the prayers of our forefathers of what God is going to do next. Somebody better get happy in this place. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we just read about uh, eyes have not seen nor ears heard nor have it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared. Who did he prepare it for? He prepared it for those who love him. Do you love him today? I said, do you love him today? So the Bible says that there's some things that God has prepared for those who love him. Really love him. I mean, I'm not talking about lip service, but, but life service. It's clear from anybody observing your life that you love God. And God said he has prepared some things for you. But here's the thing. God has prepared some things for us. But how does it come? God has prepared some things for us. But but how does it come? It's, it's been prepared. But but how does it come? I, I'm thinking about uh, 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 going up in an airplane. There, there were two guys who went up in an airplane and they had their parachutes on and they were going to jump out of the plane. Uh, uh, and, and at a certain altitude, they were supposed to pull the ripcord. And when they pulled the ripcord, uh, the parachute would come out and they would land safely to the ground. Well, both men jump out of the plane and uh, at a certain altitude, one man pulled the ripcord. His parachute came out and he landed safely. But the other man decided he wasn't going to pull the ripcord, that he was just going to see what it was like to land well, without the parachute. And so uh, he got to the breaking point, meaning the point where if you don't pull your, your ripcord at this altitude, uh, you're going to hit the ground at such a speed that even if you pull it out, it's going to be trouble. But, but he didn't pull it out, and, and uh, uh, he landed just like the other man landed. Uh, but when he landed, I mean, he, he, he was just like a, just like a pancake, just, just, just flat to the ground. And he, here, here's the point. He could have lived just like the other man. He could have enjoyed life just like the other uh, guy who jumped out of the plane. All he had to do was pull, pull the cord. All he had to do was pull the cord and he could have enjoyed life just like the guy who pulled the cord. I mean, they both had a parachute. Both parachutes worked. But one engaged in the parachute coming out and the other one uh, uh, thought he would do it another way. And so uh, that's like people of God. God has shown us how to walk in his blessings and, and he tells us what to do and how to do it. But on the journey, sometimes we decide we want to try to do it another way. And so just like the man who had the parachute on, you got the word, you know the word, but having the word is not enough. And knowing the word is not enough. Just like both men had a parachute. You, you may know the word, you, you can quote the word, but, but that's not enough. You have to do the word. You have to be a doer of the word. You have to pull the ripcord so that the parachute of the word of God can come out in your life and give you a safe landing to wherever you're deciding or where the spirit of God is taking you. Do you understand that? I said, do you understand that? So how does it come? Look at verse 10. But God has revealed them to us. 
through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Now notice the word spirit is capitalized. So that's not talking about you and I, our recreated human spirit. It's talking about the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Well, let, let me back up. For the spirit, notice it's capitalized. Is, is it capitalized in your Bible? Is it capitalized in your Bible? For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Well, let, let me make, make the correction. I don't believe that the word spirit there for the spirit. Sir, put it back up, please. For the spirit searches all things. Where it says spirit, where it's capitalized searches, I believe that should be a small case. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't have to search all things. He already knows all things. So I believe that's a misprint where it says for the spirit. I believe that that's a small s, meaning that the human spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. We're the ones who have to search with the help of the Holy Spirit. Can you see this? Can you see this? So whenever, whenever things or whenever something is revealed, a shift or change has to take place for the revelation to manifest. I'll say it again. Whenever something is revealed, look at all of the things that are being revealed today. Look, look at, look at all the things that used to be behind closed doors that have come out to the front, front row. Look at the things today that used to be hidden and now has been revealed. Look, look, look at what's going on in the world. Look at the people who used to not have a place at the table. Now they have a place at the table. Are, are you, are you, are you with me so far? So whenever something is revealed, a shift or change has to take place for the revelation to manifest. Whenever something is revealed. And so just like George Floyd, when the police officer put his knee on his neck for I forget how many seconds or minutes they said it was, but it was long enough to, to snuff the very life out of his body. But through modern technology, we were able to show that incident all over the world. So the, so this thing got revealed to the whole world. Are you all with me? The whole world saw it. And what happened? When the whole world saw it, they demanded a shift, a change. When the whole world saw it, you saw black people and white people and Asian people and Mexican people and people from the island of the sea, young folk locking hands, walking down major metropolitan areas in the United States of America and declaring that black lives matter. I'm not talking about black folk. I'm talking about white kids saying black lives matter. Asian kids saying black lives matter. People in London saying black lives matter. People in India saying black lives matter. People in Europe saying black lives matter. People in Australia saying black lives matter. Why? Because when this thing was manifested, when it was revealed to the whole world how evil this system was in this country. That revelation forced the change. 
a shift. And things are still shifting. Oh, Jesus. Is this helping anybody? And in refusing to accept change, which was your second nugget, we limit ourselves. But when we we limit ourselves, we limit those around us. So if, if, if I refuse to make change, not, I not only limit myself, but because I've been given and delegated by God the responsibility as an overseer of Harvest Church, I will limit this ministry. So in essence, when you limit yourself, you limit everybody who's connected to you. And so there's a change going on. Undeniably, there is a shift that is happening in the earth. And if you refuse to engage in the change, if you rebel and deny the shift that is happening, then you not only limit yourself, but you limit your family. You limit your business. You limit your opportunities. You, Oh, God. You limit your relationships. Because change is good when God is in it. Oh, Jesus. I done preached myself happy. Have you, uh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever relocated? Have have you ever relocated? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Come on, touch somebody in your house and say, we're getting ready to move. We're getting ready to move. Glory to God. Amen. We're going to leave this rental property and buy our own property. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We get ready to own our own bit and stop working for somebody. Amen. Amen. Get ready for the change. But here, here's the point. Have you, have you ever relocated? You know, you had to, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it sounds good, but relocation uh, requires planning. Yeah, it, it requires planning. Uh, uh, anybody, anybody here, anybody's ever relocated? Uh, Harvest Church members of what? You know anybody who's ever relocated? You relocated? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but but relocating, relocation requires planning. You you got to plan uh, how you're going to move, when you know what you're going to pack first, what you're going to pack last, what you're going to pack, what you're not going to pack, what you're going to take, what you're going to leave. Uh, what, what, when you get ready. Uh, and if you've embraced relocation, you, you have to you have to break off relationships with people. You, you have to leave people, things, sometimes family. And, and then you relocate somewhere else and, and you have to what you have to make new friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to unpack. And here's the thing. Everything that you bring to the new location is not everything you had. Because there were some things you had at your old location that doesn't fit in your new location. Good God of mercy. And sometimes those things that don't fit are people. Sometimes they're things. But what God is getting ready to do next in your life, perhaps there's some things that have been in your life for a long time. It's just like when you move. You've been somewhere for 20 or 30 years, but now you're getting ready to move somewhere else. And there's some things that you've been around for 20 years, for 30 years. You're never going to see them again or every now and then. Why? Because you're relocating. You're relocating. 
And I believe by the Spirit of God, what God is telling the body of Christ, that he is getting ready to relocate us. There are some places that have been denied. Ooh, Jesus. There are some doors that used to be locked. There were some memberships that you couldn't purchase. Ooh, God. But God says, because the shift is on, I'm opening up doors that used to be locked to you. I'm making room for you at the table where you were once not accepted. The decisions that will be made from this point on will not be made without your input. You will no longer be the menu of the day, but you will be a decision maker of what shall transpire in the next move of God. One man told me, he says, when they're congregating in the conference room, and he said, if you're, if, if people of color, if you're not in, at the conference table, then that means you're on the menu. And so God is so shifting this thing and rearranging this thing that there are things that we were denied of and some things we were denied of, we didn't even know that we had a right to it. Because they kept the information from the people. And a lot of times by the time we found out that there was an opening at the job, they had already picked the person for the foot. Oh, Jesus. Come on, prepare for the shift. Come on, tell somebody, prepare for the shift. Come on, tell somebody else, prepare. Prepare for the shift. Yeah. So I shared with you that relocating requires planning. It requires some disconnections, disconnecting from things and people and reconnecting to a new place. I'm thinking of the life of Joseph. How many times did he have to disconnect? Disconnect from his family. His brothers sold him into slavery. Then he got somewhat used to the guy who had purchased him. And by the time he got kind of used to the guy who purchased him, uh, you know, from the caravan, uh, he sold him. And the next thing you know, he's in Potiphar's house. And, uh, uh, Potiphar's got used to him. And Potiphar's wife, uh, she got more than used to him. She got eyes for him. You all know the story. And as a result of being a man of integrity, uh, she said one thing. Joseph said another. The husband sided up with his wife, even though he knew she was lying. And now Joseph is in prison. You know, not for robbing Crick Trip or 7-Eleven or Kroger's, but he's in prison because somebody lied on him. And there are men and women in prison today because somebody lied on them. There are men and women in prison today because somebody saw the robber and said it was a black man. That he was about six foot two. uh, Looked like he was 280 pounds. And the police drive through the community and pick up a guy five foot six weighing 145 pounds and say you the one. Because he doesn't have any money, he got a, a public defender. Who don't know him, don't care about him, just trying to lower his stack of cases. And so they engage in a plea bargaining. They say, you know, we can go to the court and try the the trial, but there's a great possibility you're going to lose. And if you lose, you're going to get 25 years. But if we go ahead and just plea bargain this thing out, you'll do from two to five. You'll probably do two and a half on good behavior and you get out. 
But that's still two and a half years of your life of you serving a sentence of a crime that you did not commit. But I want you to know that even if you're in prison for a crime that you didn't commit, just like God took account of Joseph being in prison for a crime that he didn't commit. There was a time when God flung the doors open to prison and Joseph walked out and God redeemed the time. Everything he lost, God gave it back to him and more. And I'm speaking to a man who's in prison today. I'm speaking to a woman who's in prison today unjustly. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God who delivered Joseph, is the same God who's going to deliver you. And the prison doors are going to open, and you're going to come out, and your pockets are not going to be empty. To the glory of Almighty God. Prepare for the shift. Prepare for the shift. I'm going to close now. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans, the shift is on. Somebody say it. The shift is on. Come on, high five 12 people and tell them the shift is on. Amen. High five the people in your house and tell them the shift is on. If your baby's in the crib is only six months, then take a hand and, and smack them on the behind and say the shift is on. Glory to God. The shift is on. Look at Romans chapter 8. Let's look together at verse 18 and 19. Can, can I finish this thing today? Roman, are you in Romans chapter 8? Which you all know is one of my favorite chapters. Romans, uh, Romans 8. Uh, look at verse number 18. For I considered that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed unto us. Oh my. Man, I could I could park my car and I mean I could work on this verse of scripture for a couple of hours and and break it down and make it relevant to the day and how God has taken and considered the sufferings of days gone by of the former slaves and how he is going to turn that Thing completely around for this generation. But notice Paul, he says, he says, uh, he said, I considered that the sufferings of this present time, everything I've gone through, beaten, shipwrecked, he, look, look what he said, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation earnestly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. In other words, the world, your family, your city, your state is waiting for you to come forth and reveal to the world who you really are. The world is waiting on you to come forth and stand strong in the purpose and the reason that you were born. All the hell you've been through. All the rejection that you have experienced. It was ordained and sanctioned by God. That at that appointed time. You would come forth and reveal to the world. Who you really are. You were brought here to this country in chains. But the time has come by the spirit of God. For you to reveal to the whole world. Who you really are. That's why the chains couldn't stop you. The whipping post couldn't stop you. 
The starvation couldn't stop you. When you were denied the right to read, couldn't stop you. When you couldn't go in a store, couldn't stop you. When you couldn't buy and you couldn't sell, it didn't stop you. When they made laws to hold you in check, it all couldn't stop you. And now you have come to a place and a time as a people. That it is time for you to reveal to the whole world. By the power and by the spirit of God. Who you really are. We're not drive by shooters. We're not drug addicts. We're not pimps and prostitutes. We're not gangsters. We're not crips and bloods. And we're not religious nuts. But the God we serve is bringing us forth as a people for such a time as this. Though we came in chains, we came for a reason because God determines where our people will live. Oh, Jesus. I said, oh, Jesus. So it's time to change because in Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it's time for us to stop thinking like a slave. It's time for us to stop thinking small. And it's time for us to release ourselves that somebody else has the power to hold us down. Can't nobody stop you today but you. And can't nobody free you but Jesus. And he that the Lord sets free is free indeed. So in 2021, you're not being held back because God is calling you to go forward. And if God be for you, nobody can stop you. Let me close because I said this shift has to take place on how many places or how many planes. So this shift and I'm going to close this shift that I'm talking about today. It has to take place on a spiritual level. It has to take place on a mental level and it has to take place on a physical level. So the first thing we got to do, we got to get our spirits right. And when we get right with God, we got to get our minds right. And when you got the spirit and your mind, your soul working together, amen, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the, the top vote always trumps the smaller number. So we get our spirits right, our souls right, our bodies will have to line up. And so today, I declare that God is getting ready to do something that we've never seen. The shift is on. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, 
Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.